Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, you're listening to The Middle and it's your last episode for 2019. So strap yourselves in, folks. It's going to be a wild ride. We're your hosts, Holly Azapati and Jordana Levine. That was very restrained for you, Hol. I usually go fun, floaty, fresh. I usually go wild, but, you know, I'm keeping it tame this app, George. I don't know why. <laughs> Strapping yourselves in. As you can tell, this is a morning recording. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. We still haven't quite woken up yet. <laughs> <laughs> We're not delirious. Um, and 3 p.m. hangry. Um, last episode of the year. That is mental. I can't handle it, George. So, when was our first step? April. Yeah, it was April. Um, I think I had just arrived in Byron. I had. I'd only been here a week. Do you remember? Because we were talking about um, first episode was all about soul homes. Yes. And I just moved right. into my place. Oh, my gosh. That's so crazy. So it's been a solid nine months of weekly podcast goodness. Yeah. I mean, if this was a pregnancy, we'd be nursing a newborn right now. Or heavily overdue. (laughs) God, I hope not. It's so hot here. It would be the worst. (laughs) Yeah, too hot, too swollen. Yeah, so April April of this year we started. What did you think when we first did the first episode? Like did you think that – where did you think we'd be by December? Do you know what? I trusted that it was going to be a thing because I don't just say yes to things randomly. And when you came with the the concept and the idea – because it was yours, George. It was your concept – it, it was like a full body, yeah, I'm in. So I knew that we'd still be going, but I didn't realise it would become this whole life of its own. I guess the success it's had as well in so many beautiful listeners and a whole community, I did not anticipate that at all. I didn't anticipate the community either. We weren't even going to have a Facebook group because I right. hate Facebook groups. <laughs> Only because, you know, when both of us are managing several of them and I was like, oh, I don't want another one. But the middle one by far is the most engaged, the most active. I mean, you and I are very rarely in there. It's everyone else posting. It's so wonderful. We love it. Like we actually love it. Love it. And the fact that it's organically growing, like more more and more people are joining every day, Jord, which tells me that because the way that podcasts work is you can't actually see specifics around how many listeners exactly every app. So it tells me that we're getting in more and more people's ear holes, which is really cool. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Um, okay, so what we're going to do this episode, we thought, is just talk about the year in reflection um, through the middle podcast, like what we've, yeah. what we've spoken about, what the highlights were, what you guys were really engaged with, um, and, and some of the talking points that have come out of the conversations that we started on here. It's like an audio montage. It is like an audio montage. This is true. <laughs> um, so let's start. Let's start simple. Like, what mm. was your? What do you think your top three episodes of the year were? These are really easy for me, Jordan. It surprised me because I was like, oh, all of them are my favorites. 
I wonder if we're going to have the same. I'm so excited to see if we're going to have the same. I feel like probably because we're the same person. First episode (laughs) that was standout for me was the boobies ep. We oh, were yeah. talking all things boobs. Yeah. I loved that. That was your idea, that concept. And I loved it because I think it was the first episode that we shared where we we shared a really taboo topic mm. and taboob, you could say. <laughs> <laughs> Are you reusing that pun? I think it's fresh. I don't think we've I, used it yet. I don't think I've used it yet That's and I'm good. really happy about it. <laughs> Hashtag to boob. Um, and I really, really loved the engagement that it had from the community mm. on the outside and everyone sharing their stories. I, f- I feel like for us, Jord, we love storytelling but also listening to other people's stories and that episode got the storytelling piece active in so many people. Yes. Okay. So uh, so the booby episode, what what else? The music episode. Yeah. It was so fun. So I loved it. All of our similarities in our musical taste, but also some differences. And again, it's so interesting. I think one of the patterns for me is I love when I hear what the listeners thought and their opinion, because having the music chat pop off in the Facebook group was really cool as well. And like, oh, if you like this artist, you should listen to this one. And I actually found some great artists off the back of that conversation. So love the music app. And my third one comes at no surprise. But seriously, I love the uh, Psychics and Vipassana episode. Mm. I loved talking about psychics because it was the first time we had that conversation. And just purely selfishly for me, having that Vipassana reference, it's kind of like a spoken journal for me where I was still heavily in that process of integration. To go back and listen to that is really good. Yeah. (laughs) It's very convenient for me. Well, my top three apps are different to yours. Oh, I love this. Yeah. What I found really interesting is like just overall, some of my favorite apps were not the apps about spirituality. Yeah. So the music app, the movies app, the fear app, um, the celebrity app, you know, like they got me more excited than some of the other stuff. I can't say the same for listeners. I mean, listeners did love the music app and the movies app and all of that, but I think – I think we really are meeting in the middle when we do talk about the extremes of things because we're pleasing. I mean, everybody seems to love everything, but there's certain people that will get certain stuff out of the really spiritual chat and then Mm -hmm. other people that really sort of love the pop culture references as well. So I found that really interesting. But in terms of my top three apps, um, one of them was the Feminine and Masculine Energy app. Yes. Um, and and part of that app was where sorry app was where we spoke about the elements and I think that got everyone talking because I think people had you know looked at their star signs a lot um, and started to get to know their moon and their rising and all of that but to really see how the elements interact with each other um, totally I think was really eye opening for people so I really loved teaching that I really loved that app. So good. Um, my second favorite app was the movies app because I'm just movies obsessed, and I just loved how you hadn't seen anything that was worth watching. <laughs> it really was so helpful because now I've got this laundry list that I can work through of movies to watch. <laughs> yeah, I know, and I want people to go back and listen to that episode again, and you know, watch some of the movies that they haven't haven't experienced because there's some incredible ones in that episode. Totally, like La La Land and no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other bit of that episode was uh, the chat about compatibility 
and looking at, again, having a look mm-hmm, at mm-hmm, the compatibility mm-hmm. of the elements and the compatibility of uh, feminine masculine energies and all that sort of stuff. And I thought that was really interesting. It raised a lot of discussion in the Facebook group as well. I loved that one. And then my third episode that I loved was actually our second episode. And it was Do Opposites Attract? And we were just talking about the difference in relationships. And, you know, you shared your story about you and Trent and how for so long um, you had tried to make him into you because you thought that's what you wanted. And I... um, I was so amazed, well, not amazed, I expected it, but at the amount of people that connected with that story. Yeah, that's so true. I, I, I will talk about that one a little later on because that episode, it was almost therapeutic for me as well, George, to like give myself permission that this, this journey that we're on in our relationship is okay and that there are so many of us experiencing the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so what do you think was the funnest episode to record? I have two, and they were the celebrity episode and the movie zap. I loved, I loved both of those. Again, the movie zap. I loved that you were such a movie buff, and I had absolutely no idea. And we recorded that episode together in at your home in Byron. Remember, and you were just looking at me like, "How do you not know these things?" <laughs> I just had so much fun with that one because I just I knew where it was going. And then I loved the celebrity ep too when we were talking about our celeb crushes growing up and our favourites and their natal charts. Like when I realised that Eminem's a Libra and I have a Libra moon, it all makes sense. So it's funny what you were saying earlier, Jord, around uh, for me those lighter topics really are the most enjoyable. I think because a lot of the time we are going through the, we're talking a lot about the soul and the spiritual in our day-to-day life and as part of our job. So to be able to just like riff about celebrity crushes when we're growing up, it just kind of takes a load off. And I really enjoyed both of those. Yeah, same. I think I would say the same. Like my favorite funnest episodes were the fashion, celebrity, movies and music like they were all just so fun I also quite enjoyed the team sports one because I was like how are we so like for some for two people that are so similar we are so different when it comes to team sports that's right I showed my brutal competitive side (laughs) yeah and then the other really fun episode which I guess wasn't an episode really it was a bonus set was the batchy recap I really loved recording that That was so much fun yeah Yeah. that was a very fun app good yeah yeah Um, What about the episode that got everyone talking? Well, I have two because I can't choose. (laughs) My first one was the Do Opposites Attract. Yeah. I feel like that was a really – well, we've already spoken about it, good talking point. The other one, I think, Jord, was the alcohol app. Oh, yeah. Remember? That was one of our first as well around, like, can you be a conscious, healthy, wellness person and go and smash the margies on the weekend? That's so funny. And the answer is – Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I was thinking back just just then when you said it, I'm like, why did we do the alcohol episode so early? And it was because I was drinking a lot. And I was like, we should talk you, about You this. were hungover. <laughs> you were drinking your green smoothie going, guys, is this okay? <laughs> I was enjoying Byron. It was a nice, well, I know it was our conversation, but it's not a conversation that's had a lot in our circles, George. So I was yeah. proud of us for bringing that one to light. Yeah, definitely. How about you? Um, uh, yeah, the episode that got everyone talking. I would actually say the the one about the elements. Like that's where everyone was um, 
taking photos of their co-star natal chart and popping it in the Facebook group. Yeah. So in terms of in terms of Facebook engagement, I think that was actually our highest. Yeah, I think I was thinking this morning about like some favorite recos and co-star is definitely up there as one of the faves. Okay, so Hol, what do you think what do you think are some of the most successful recos? Cuz we had a few fails, like La La Land, for example. Um, but what do you <laughs> what do you think were some of the more successful ones? Well, the ones that I've written down here are Ceres, Organic, Salt and Vinegar, Rice Crackers, definitely. Yeah. Pretty sure they were flying off the shelves purely from that reco alone. Agreed. And She Bear Tarot. I don't remember what episode I recoed her, but I feel it like was she's early. just given now. Like everyone just knows She Bear and yeah. Yeah, I think that yeah. they were my, my two most. How about you? Yeah, I think you're right. I think the Salt and Vinegar, the Shakti map really went off as well. Yes. Uh, that's been recoed twice now. Um, and definitely She Bear. I mean, She Bear was the one that changed me. I hadn't heard of her before you recorded. Yeah. Her. So that was pretty incredible. Also, I mean, look, there were lots of books and lots of shows that people loved that were recorded. I mean, all the recos are great. Go back and listen to recos, guys. That's what I do. My- yeah, 100%. My, my friend Kate, who listens to the episode, she's like, I had to stop buying every single thing that you guys record. And actually one of my um, my clients, Cass, for her birthday this year, her whole birthday list was just a list of our recos and she got like a natal chart reading, a Shakti mat, like local love chocolates, all of this stuff. I was like, so funny. <laughs> so good. Do you have a most memorable episode at all, Jaw? Like one that really stands out to you? No. I don't. Neither do I. I have a actually. blank space on my list. Taylor Swift. I got a blank. <laughs> Hang on, wait. No. Wrong. Um, <laughs> the only thing I wrote down was the most memorable episode is the exercise snackfluencer episode purely for the Sarah's recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what my most memorable. I mean, look, the whole experience has been really memorable for me. Um, but they all blur into one, which kind of I kind of want to talk about that a little bit, a bit about the behind the scenes of recording so people know what it looks like. But before we get there, I just want to let you know what the most listened to episode was from our analytics. Okay, cool. So interested to hear And this. we haven't mentioned it. No, oh, the, we These haven't. are the top two listened to episodes. The okay. first one most listened to is food, bralettes and the chakras. Really? Yeah. I don't even remember that episode. Do you know what? It's probably the chakras component that got people listening. Yeah. And then the second most listened to was psychic abilities, more natural skincare, and archangels. Really? Mm. When I taught the archangels, I forgot about that. That was an enjoyable teaching, actually. You are so funny. I love <laughs> how you just made that about you. Yeah. <laughs> That was because I taught something in that episode. Oh, no, I didn't think that. I was just like, oh, (laughs) it's so interesting. Like, I forgot that I'd even taught that. That's so interesting. So funny. Okay. Um, So behind the scenes, Hole, do you want to talk it through? I mean, picture this, guys. I am currently in my pyjamas sitting cross-legged on the floorboards of my bedroom with my mic and my laptop propped on the bed. Like, it's not a glamorous life. And I'm looking at George and she is sitting on the floor of her lounge room in a very similar situation, except she's definitely not in her pyjamas. She looks very well done. Well, I've got my pyjama bottoms on. I just put a top on. 
Yeah, so it's every Friday morning unless we have other things pop up in the week and then we have to quickly just rejig things and change things. But usually around 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock at the latest, we'll jump up on and speak things out. And that's how the whole process starts, George. But, I mean, you're more hands-on with the whole thing. Um, do you want to share a little bit more around that side of things? Yeah. Getting it? So I guess, I mean, the other thing that we kind of feel would be an interesting tidbit of information for y'all is that Holly and I, we don't prep anything in advance. We basically, the week of recording, we'll voxy. I mean, we voxer each other all day, but we'll vox each other and say, what do you want to talk about this week? We'll riff back and forth a little bit, maybe come up with a topic. Some weeks we come up with a topic on Friday morning. Yeah. And that's about it. There's not much preparation involved. I mean, we'll come up with our recos before the episode, but I've definitely been scrambling for recos in the <laughs> middle of a recording. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> um, but what's most interesting about that, I think, is that Holly and I always wanted these conversations to be really um, fresh for us as well. And mm. we felt if we had planned the content out too much then the gold that comes out of just stumbling across new ideas and um, new perspectives kind of gets lost a little bit so um, yeah a lot of the time it's it's just free flow of conversation a little bit of channeled energy I think like sometimes we listen back and we're like oh I don't remember saying that Totally. There's some topics that just will drop in the week of and we go, yeah, we got to roll with that and just trust it. Yeah. And we're both quite, uh, it's it's quite special that we can both do that. Yeah. So very grateful that we both have that ability to just drop in and start to converse. Yeah. And then, so after we finish recording on a Friday morning, depending what I've got on on the Friday, I'll usually jump into editing straight away. Um, and yeah, I'll edit the, I'll edit the episode and I will upload it onto our server and then schedule it for Monday morning. So it's all me. I mean, not not that it's not Holly, but I mean, it's... I love that you just made it all about you. <laughs> no, it's all... What I'm saying is it's not... We don't, we don't have a computer system that does it for us. We no. don't have a professional team that does it. No. So when I accidentally allow an episode to air on a Sunday, it's just human error. Yeah. You know, or or it hasn't come up on a Monday morning, you know. It's all I think, me. I just think it's so important, Jord, that we're just two gals giving it a crack at the end of the day, you know. Like yeah. I, I feel like it's, it's so great that there's such an engaged community around this and so many beautiful listeners and it's it's like, yeah, we're just giving this a go. There's no bells and whistles and fancy things going on. Like we're just showing up and, and I, I guess the other important thing is this is all just – free content that we're generating for the joy of it and also for everyone's ear holes. Yeah, yeah. I think that's important. I don't know if people understand that about this show. We don't make any money from the middle. The middle is what you guys get. It's free content. There's no sponsorship. There's no ads. There is no one paying us to record these episodes for you. So we do it because we love it. Like we absolutely love it. Um, But I think that it's important that the listeners know that so that you know, at times we get cut a little bit of slack. Totally. A hundred percent. I'm on board with that, Jord. Um, so here's the thing. If you're listening to this on Monday when it drops, it's only 
two sleeps until Christmas. And if you're anything like me, you've definitely left things to the last minute. (laughs) But I still think that there's some epic presents you can get when you're scrambling. I would even go as far as to say the morning of on the way to the event. I love this so much. The pressure is on, George. Yeah. you got for us? Oh, I want you to go first. Okay. Well, my first reco is a literal scramble, and all you need, guys, is a glass jar. Oh, I love this We've all this got a glass already. jar. We've got a glass jar hanging around, right? Yeah. Preferably with a lid. We want a lid. Or if you don't have a lid, some, like, brown paper that you can do some twining around. Take your glass jar to the local shopping centre and fill it with whatever you find. So it's like a game. I don't mean, like, rocks and sand and things. Oh. <laughs> I'm talking, like, if. For instance, you're going to the confectionery aisle of the local supermarket and just get a bunch of different lollies and make a beautiful lolly jar. Or my local shopping centre has one of those scoop whole foods, so fill them with, like, cacao truffles. Just you could you could go and grab some bath salts or just some Himalayan salt and make George's record salt scrub. There is so much that you can last minute do with a jar, even buying your favourite granola or making your favourite granola, filling it with that, like... The glass jar trick is my favourite Christmas Yeah, that's trick. really clever. I like that. You could even put a tea light candle in the bottom and that be it. <laughs> yeah, or you could just give them a jar and be like, this is your reusable smoothie container. <laughs> <laughs> it also doubles as a vase. <laughs> <laughs> so glass jar trick, guys. I mean, if you don't have a glass jar, not going to help, but maybe just start to keep your glass jars. I think for everyone these has a glass jar. Empty the pickles in the fridge. You'll right? Yeah. Keep it um my second reco is a repeat reco it's a christmas reco it's a christmas gift that i bought for my sister and you can buy it online the morning of and that is a natal chart reading yeah so i've gone with jules ferrari there's obviously a number of vouchers online that you can buy for natal chart readings i just think it's one of those gifts again that not many people will go out and buy themselves but people are so intrigued about this stuff and you could literally be on the way to christmas lunch like buying it on your phone and then sending the email through as the gift. Totally, totally. Yeah, well, that kind of leads me to one of my recos. Um, I I am not offended ever when someone buys me a gift voucher. I actually revel in it. Give me all the gift vouchers. As someone who's quite picky with the things that they like, I would rather you give me money to spend somewhere than give me something that I don't like. 100%. Do you agree? I feel that. I love vouchers and money. Just give me vouchers and money forever. And here's the thing, like, even if you don't have, let's say, okay, so for me, like, I would love some real 100% French linen bedding. Mm. Now, to get a sheet set and a doona set, you're probably looking at about $500, which is very expensive, and I would never expect someone to give me a $500 gift voucher. But if you gave me a $100 gift voucher or a $50 gift voucher to that bedding store, that would start to help me purchase some bedding. I just think like little ideas like that are really clever. Now, that's a very niche thing, but getting someone a David Jones gift voucher or getting someone a... Um, you know, Mukti skincare gift voucher. Or yes. They're really beautiful presents. And I think people actually um, value them a lot more than we make out that they do. Like there's there's this kind of myth out there that giving someone a gift voucher is not putting any thought into a gift. But I think with so much crap floating around, it's actually the most sustainable thing to do. 
I totally agree. There's not going to be returned gifts. There's not going to be crap sitting in the corner that's not going to be used. I got a $150 gift voucher for David Jones for my 30th, and it's been such a treat. I've still got about 100 yeah, bucks on it. I bought so myself good. a hat that I would never usually buy. Like, it, they're the best presents. Yeah, they're so good. And also, like, um, to, you know, beauty places, like services as well is really lovely. Yes. Massage voucher, um, you know, things that people wouldn't buy themselves. Facial voucher. Great yeah. idea, Jord. I love that. Okay. And then my second reco, and I've done this a few times as well, and I would love to receive something like this. Now, you might have to do this the day before. So it might be a Christmas Eve thing. Christmas Day might be pushing it a little bit. But going to a health food store and grabbing a beautiful, like, basket and filling it with yummy products. So some Sarah salt and vinegar rice crackers, some loco love chocolates, maybe a jar of piece of love and vegetables, cashew cheese, or some sauerkraut, um, maybe a dry body brush, maybe, you know, there's so many things you can buy at the health food store that would just make such a beautiful little hamper. So it's like a Christmas hamper. And again, like Holly and I are people that will buy those things for ourselves, but a lot of other people won't. I mean, you might be one and of even, those people that don't. Even if we do buy them for ourselves, getting a hamper of them, it's great because it's like, great, I don't need to buy these for a little while. Yeah. Like, this is such a good idea, Jordan. I actually want to go and do that today. <laughs> the Panna Chocolate Hazelnut Spread, that should oh. go in every Christmas hamper. I can't even handle how good that is. I know. It's so good. It's so, so good. So, yeah, they're my last-minute Chrissy Recos. I love it. And what I'll do for the newsletter is I'll get this in your inboxes on Monday because if I get it on Wednesday, it's actually Christmas, guys. It's, and too, it's too late. Much. But here's the other thing, and I know that your family is doing this, one half of your family, is if you can, I would absolutely be taking advantage of the Boxing Day sales and buying a Chrissy presents after Christmas and saving a little bit of coin. Yeah, we're doing that this year. It was my mum's idea. She's like, well, why don't we just go shopping like when the sales are on and then you can choose what you want, I'll choose what I want, and then we're saving money. And the savings are amazing on Boxing Day. I always sit I always sit online on Boxing Day and purchase online, but I know that all my favourite stores that are not on sale today are definitely on sale on Boxing Day, and, and some of them are like 25 30 40% off. So good. Yeah. It's so good. So, yeah, it's um, a really good idea. That's another little trick. Love it. Oh, by the time people are listening to this, it's Christmas week. I just love Christmas. Oh, I love Christmas too. It doesn't feel very festive in Byron. It's so funny. I was saying, I feel like, you know, in Sydney, you've got like the department stores are all Christmassy and there's like Christmas stuff in the streets and there's music playing in all the stores. You wouldn't even know it was Christmas in Byron. Really? Yeah. It's so strange. I mean, except that there's hordes of people everywhere. But other than that, it doesn't feel Christmassy at all. So do people have Christmas lights at all on their houses? Not in Byron, but like in some of the um, more s- suburban areas like Suffolk Park and Lennox Head and Ballina. Apparently, I think it's South Ballina, there's like a really good display. I might go and find it one night this week. Yeah, I feel like I need to do that. I haven't gone hunting for the streets that do it. Oh, my gosh, I have the funniest story. Yeah. My sister went hunting for streets where she lives, which is kind of like inner city, Newtown way. There is a whole street and one of the houses has a Christmas throne with a real cat, Sparkles the Christmas cat, and there's a sign that says, or maybe it's Snuggles, 
please feel free to wish Snuggles a Christmas wish. And then there are cards and you actually can write on the cards to wish Snuggles the Christmas card, a Christmas wish. And she sits on this Christmas throne every night. How? How does she not move? She's just a Christmas miracle cat. And my sister went through, which is very bad, and read a couple of them. And it's like post-secret vibes where people are confessing all of their struggles of the year to Snuggles the Christmas cat. Did she touch Snuggles? Are you sure Snuggles is real and not taxidermied and the owners are real. Like crazy? And she went back the second night to make sure that Snuggles is actually there every night and Snuggles is there on the chair. Oh, my God, that's so cool. Isn't it the coolest thing ever? Yeah. Christmas cat. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't tell you this story yet. <laughs> I love it. I, I might be getting a cat for Christmas. Can you call it Snuggles a Christmas cat? No, I won't. I don't know if listeners know this, but my beautiful cat Luna ran away this year, which was probably one of the sadder moments of this year. Oh, I know, and I don't know where she is. She's just disappeared. Um, I, I actually thought last night I could hear her, and I was like, oh, my God, it's a Christmas miracle. But oh. she didn't come home. So now there's these little kittens at the local cat shelter, and I'm considering one. But oh my also, God, get a oh, my God, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I can't know. handle it. I can't even. So you know what time it is? <laughs> I'm so nervous, Josh. Are you? It's time for Guess That Celebrity Natal Chart. Oh, you just did so well last week. I know, I know. But I don't want you to I don't want you to um, be put off by that because I think I know. it was a bit of a fluke. It wasn't a fluke. You really channeled Spencer Pratt. <laughs> so Guess That Celebrity Natal Chart, Brad Pitt. Oh, my God, he's so delicious. Okay. He's the most delicious. I had a dream about Brad Pitt the other night. Did you? Actually, Brad Pitt, Bradley Cooper and some other beautiful man were all in a comic book store and I literally turned to Brad Pitt and I was like, is this where all of you celebrity guys hang out? And they're like, yes. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Who was the third celebrity? I'm dying to know. It was know. Bradley Cooper, Brad Pitt. I actually think it was someone random like, what's his name? Um, Me, what's his, that from that 70s show? Not Ashton Kutcher. Oh, um, Milo Vanderama. Yeah, yeah, I know, who, I know who you mean. Oh, that really? Guy. Wilma, 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 Wilma. Yeah. Milo. So funny. Oh. All okay, right, Brad let's Pitt, do Brad, this. Brad Pitt. <clears throat> Sun, moon, and ascendant. Brad Pitt. Oh, he's so charming. Can I, I? I mean, I don't want to give you too many clues, but I just want to say I was very surprised by this chart. Okay. Okay, that's helpful. Um, I want to say there is an earth element in him. I'm going to say his son is earth. No, but there is an earth element. Rising? Oh, right. His moon is earth. Okay, we'll park. Okay. We'll park that. Brad Pitt. See, this is where my head's going. In the interviews, when I see him, he's very considered, he's very well-spoken, he's very charming, he's flirtatious, but he's also quite business savvy, philanthropic, you know, there's all of those elements to him and he's a performer. So it's very difficult. Okay, so you're on, you're, you're actually on the right track with all of that. Okay. I want so... you to think about, here's an interesting thing, mm. all of those qualities that you just said. Mm. We have 
a friend with all of those qualities. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> do we do we have a friend with the same natal chart as Brad Pitt? No, no, no. But just, just there, there is, and I'll say it's the sun. So we we do have a friend with all the qualities you just said of Brad Pitt, and mm-hmm. this is her son. So that might be that might be helpful, or maybe not. Might have no, that's you. thrown me. Sorry, that's thrown me. sorry. It's totally fine. It's fine. It's fine. I need to tune in. Brad Pitt. Okay, I just want to go with the moon, the earth. Is it Capricorn? Yes. Yeah, that's the leadership piece and the philanthropy piece. And interestingly, his Mercury, Venus and Mars are also all in Capricorn. So that's what you're getting. So it's like the Mercury, that's his communication. That's what you're getting through interviews and stuff. He's very Capricorn in that sense. Okay. All right. His... His son is fire. Yes. <clears throat> okay. His rising is also fire? Yes. He's a double fire earth. He is a double okay. fire earth. Okay. <clears throat> mm. There's a Leo placement? No. Really? Yes. <laughs> I just feel like he's playful, but maybe not. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Aries Sag, Aries Sag, Aries Sag. He could be double of one of them. I'm going to say, oh, this is so hard. Okay, because this is what I'm thinking now. Sagittarians are like the leaders, business, brutal, blunt. Aries, also leaders, brutal, <laughs> blunt. What's the difference between Sagittarius and Aries? I think that Aries are very much there. Well, they're the first of the zodiac, so they can have like a childlike quality to them where they don't think things through. They're very impulsive. Where Sagittarius are the measured fire sign. I'm I'm really finding this so incredibly difficult. So I'm just gonna like intuition tell me he's an Aries sun. No, he's a Sagittarius sun. Yes. And a Sagittarius rising? Yes, yes. So he's, he's double Sag. He's Sun Sag, Rising Sag, and Moon Capricorn. Wow. Yeah. And I, you know, when you described all of those traits of his when he was in an interview, very much reminded me of our friend Rachel McDonald, don't you think? Yes. Very playful, very um, confident and animated but also very business-like very measured very considered considered. yeah okay double sag capricorn moon this actually lends us to a discussion around a question that was in the facebook group (laughs) (laughs) why do we not respond as well to scorpios and sagittarians and capricorns no i think what i think what it was is last week when we were talking about spencer pratt and he had he was Capricorn rising and Scorpio moon, and I was guessing his son, and I was like, oh, don't tell me he's a trifecta, alluding to the fact that maybe his son was Sag. Now, what I what I meant by that is this. <laughs> so as you guys know, you've listened to lots of our episodes talking about natal charts and, and the four elements. So we've got um, fire, sun, earth, and water. Now, within those 
elements, there's certain elements that get on better with other elements. So air and fire usually get on pretty well and water and earth usually get on pretty well. Um, yeah. But within each element, you've got three signs. Um, so in fire, we've got Leo, Sag, and Aries. In air, we've got Libra, Gemini, Aquarius. In water, we've got Cancer, Scorpio, and what am I? Pisces. Asking? Pisces. <laughs> Don't and, forget Pisces. <laughs> and in, in earth, we've got Capricorn, Virgo, and Taurus. Now, what I meant by the trifecta is for for the Gemini and the Leo that Holly and I are, we, we're pretty similar in the compatibility we have with certain signs. And even though there's compatibility with certain elements, within those elements, we get along better with certain signs within the elements than others. So for us both, it just happens to be that the ones we not get on with the least, because I've got to say, like some of my best friends are Sag. My stepmom, yeah. who I get on really well with is Sag. My brother's Sag. Like I get on really well with Sagittarius. But of all the fire signs, Sag is probably the least. Yeah. Yes. And then of all the air signs, Aquarius is the least. Of all the earth yeah. signs, Capricorn is the least. And of all the water signs, Scorpio. We all know my history with Scorpios are the least. <laughs> Even though my dad's a Scorpio and I love him so much. But I we just don't really get on very well. <laughs> And, and it will be different for you. So if yeah. you are a Scorpio, it may be that Gemini's are your least favourite air sign and Leo's are your least favourite fire and, sign. It just depends. And, I, like, I am fully aware as someone with five placements in Gemini that we are the most hated star sign of all. So don't don't worry. If anyone's ever offended by anything I say about star signs, I know I'm the worst. Like, I get it. It's cool. <laughs> I get it all the time. I get it Do you know what's really interesting? I have three Capricorn placements. Yeah. Yeah. But we still get, still but get I, on time. I love Capricorns. I mean, my sister's a Capricorn and I've got a lot of friends that are Capricorns. Yeah. There's just like I can get I, – I actually find Capricorns um, – I, I feel like the horns of the Capricorns really like penetrate deep into me and they yeah. can't help that, but that's just how they are. They're very – determined and diligent and um earthy and sometimes it just throws my air qualities off a little bit that's all it's just about and it's about the complete natal chart I spoke to Jules Ferrari about this in detail um I interviewed her for make it happen 2020 and we talked about the astrology of 2020 and how you know at the end of 2019 you always get these like um the magazines all come out and it's like your future next year if you're a Leo, if you're a Gemini. And I'm like, Jules, we can't read into those at all, can we? And she's like, no, absolutely not because the rest of your natal chart matters just as much as your sun. Yes, you know? that's so true. Yeah, and I've got Capricorn, I've got Scorpio, I've got um, – I don't have Aquarius, but I've got all the other, I've got, and I've got Sag as well in my chart. So it's like, there's parts of those signs in me as well. But I guess what, I guess what I'm trying to say is Holly and I sometimes forget that when we're chatting that you guys are listening to. So when I say a personal <laughs> joke, which is, oh, thought it was a trifecta. Um, That's what that I don't was. ever want you to feel offended by it because I know that my chart is just as fucked up as the rest of you. <laughs> <laughs> When you read someone's chart, it is literally looking at someone's soul. And I think the more that you become aware of that, the less 
like the less forward you are with showing people your chart. Like in the beginning, it's like, yeah, everyone look at my chart. And then it's like, oh, hang on a second. I might just want to keep this to myself a but bit this more. Is the, <laughs> this is the point about a natal chart is like, this is your blueprint. But what it gives you is self-awareness about what triggers you and where your boundaries and parameters are. So it's like, I know that I spend, because of my chart, I spend all my fucking time in my head and I know that that's something that I need, really need to work on. I need to be able to drop down into my heart a lot more and I need to be able to feel that. So that's been the self-awareness piece for me over the last maybe 24 months as I've really been feeling into my natal chart. So that's what I want you guys to understand as well. Just because you're a cert, you have a certain chart, it doesn't mean you're destined for a certain future or that your partner isn't the right partner for you because of the chart that they have, which is also a lesson Bang. I've learned this year on it's a big one and also yeah you're more than just your sun moon and rising they're just like the three surface ones but there's so much more beneath the surface as well absolutely um Mm. so you did pretty well with brad yeah you know what i found it really hard he's a bit of an enigma which is why i'm attracted to him (laughs) he's just so hot i haven't even really seen many of his movies to be honest (laughs) have you seen legends of the fall no okay so that's probably him at his hottest really i haven't even seen uh fight club we've said this before or what's the one with those two gals go on a road trip thelma and louise you've never seen thelma and louise no just the sisters take off of it okay you have to watch that over this summer yeah we can watch it next time you're up here it's so good oh my god it's one of my favorite movies i should have talked about it in the movie app oh we like thelma and louise yeah, we are, except I would not drive off a cliff for you. That is that does that happen? Yeah. Spoiler alert. Oh. <laughs> Shit. Wow. Okay. Am I Thelma or Louise? <laughs> I have a feeling you'd be both. I feel like I'm both those people. <laughs> I feel like I'm both of those plus the car. Um, plus Brad Pitt. Um <laughs> So, my love, let's have a little chat about um, the plans for the middle next year because there's some exciting things happening. Um, first yeah. of all, we just want to remind you that we are taking the month of January off. Um, yeah. There will be a few, and when I say few, at least one, I haven't decided yet, bonus eps that come out. Um, so make sure you're subscribed. If you're not subscribed, you won't know when that bonus app drops because it probably won't be on a Monday. Um but yeah, don't forget us. Don't forget about us when we're gone. No, well, we need the month off because, as we mentioned at the beginning of the app, this is unpaid work for us. And yes, we do it purely for the joy of it. And truly, it's one of the highlights of my week. I love re-listening to our voices on a Monday morning. It's great. Do you? Um, but <laughs> yeah, I really do. It's like one of my Monday morning rituals. I go for a walk and I laugh at us as I stroll down the beach. Um, but in 2020, George, we're going to ramp things up a notch, aren't we? We are. We are going to ramp things up a notch. Um, like Holly said, you know, this is free content that we give out to you guys and, and we want to be able to we want to be able to sustain it. Like we want to be able to keep doing it because we love it so much, but we also run yeah. businesses and we just need to keep that in mind. And we also don't want to have um, ads on the show that, are not relevant or that we're taking on just because we we need some financial support for the show. So, yeah, so we've decided to do it a little bit differently. 
Um, and yeah. Holly's going to tell you about all the things you can look forward to in 2020. Wow. Thank you, Jordana. And first things first, there will be live events. We are ready to get out of your ear holes and into your auras. <laughs> <laughs> Up in your grills. <laughs> we... And they'll be kicking off as of February, so definitely be sure to be subscribed to our newsletter list. We're going to take this around Australia. I mean, I'm just going to put it out there. We are. Uh, Obviously, our main hubs are Sydney and Byron, but we'll come up the coast as well. And depending on the demand, we could take it to other states. I guess that's the thing, though. It, it's important that people show up <laughs> because this will actually this will actually take investment on our end when it comes to hiring venues and putting on events and doing those sorts of things. So we want to bring the conversation to you guys. So let us know where are you and where can we bring our words to you in person because we want to meet you guys as well. And the community and connection piece is so important. We would love listeners to gather all together. Absolutely. Um, and also like it's so important that you guys continue to do your meetups in your areas and, and Holly and I would love to join you, but we, we can only do that in a capacity where um, we're actually running a ticketed event because we can't just show up to the Sunshine Coast and pay for accommodation and pay for flights and, and pay for everything without some sort of return. So we know you guys understand that, but um, we just need to make that, really clear that that's that's part of the process yeah exactly and we obviously want to be able to continue to bring all of this content to you which is why we do our recos that are totally unsponsored and that's something that we'll continue to do because it's just that's part of it right being transparent and open and honest uh but as well, it'd be great to hear actually from middle listeners who have who have invested in our personal businesses. So, for instance, Jord, it'd be interesting for you to know. I know if any of the middle listeners have purchased Make It Happen 2020, and for me, I'd love to know if, if any of the middle listeners found out about my body, my home, and actually invested in that. Because what we're what I'm trying to say is that so long as our businesses continue to be funded and ticking away, then we're able to bring more free stuff. So maybe that's also something you guys can sit with in 2020 is should you love our content so much, it means a lot to us as small business owners to have some kind of value exchange. Yeah, absolutely. Is that too harsh? It's no, not too harsh, is it? <laughs> no, I don't think that's too harsh at all. It's the, re- it's the reality of it because at the end of the day, um, you know, it's not just us sitting down to record. There's a lot that goes into it as well behind the scenes and that's, yeah, hours of our time. So like I said, we love bringing you this content. It lights us up so much for it. But from a sustainability perspective, we need you to understand um, the investment that it requires Yeah, Yeah, I guess it's the reality of running a business, right, or running a podcast because people can see, oh, my God, it's like glitz and glamour and you guys are doing so well and we love listening to you every week and, look, there's so many people sharing and subscribing and reviewing and rating, which is all amazing and and also quite ego-fueled, to be honest, which I thrive on. Um, (laughs) But but we also need to, like, make money for us to live our lives. <laughs> yeah. So some other things to look forward to next year. Um, so the live events, definitely. Um, Holly and I are also working on an online program, which I think you guys are going to absolutely froth on. It's very exciting. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that'll 
probably in the first quarter of next year, but we'll talk about the logistics of that a little bit more um, as we get closer to it. Um, I, like Holly said, we've also got our personal our personal um, programs that are running. So Holly will be running another intake of My Body, My Home. Um, yeah, in happen- February. Yeah, in Feb next year. Make It Happen 2020 um, is the carts open till Jan 5. Um, we'll do four weeks of that and then I'll open it again for another round if you didn't make it in the first one. Um, and then, Yay. you know, I've got a new book coming out. Holly's got modeling gigs happening. It's all happening. And anything you it guys can happen. do to support us is very, very much appreciated. And that comes down to the most simple thing, which is sharing the middle with your friends. Literally, if because our podcast is different to other podcasts where we don't interview guests, a lot of podcasts experience growth when they get a high-profile guest on and then that pro- that guest shares and then it ripples that way. But because we do things differently, which I do believe is why people respond so well to the podcast, it's more challenging for us to get word out because it's not being spread as organically, I guess. So sharing the word, word of mouth, rating and reviewing I know we harp on about it sometimes but it really means so so much to us you should see the happy dances we do we got a new rating in and a review this week and I was just like oh my gosh it was all the way from Germany it was really really cool (laughs) so those are the kinds of things that really may not take much time or energy from you but mean a significant amount to us yeah beautiful well it's been an absolute pleasure I'm actually going to really miss these for a month. I know. I actually was thinking about it this morning as well. I'm really excited to not have to edit them for a month. That's really exciting. I'm also really excited to have Friday mornings back because yes. we've sacrificed them over the last year. Um, yeah. But other than that, yeah, I'm going to kind of miss it too. But, I mean, we have this conversation anyway. It's just that nobody gets to hear it. You've been listening to The Middle with your hosts, Holly Party and Jordana Levine. Join our Facebook group. Just search The Middle Podcast Show. And remember to follow us on Instagram if you're not already as well. It's at the underscore middle underscore podcast. If you jump in the show notes and you want to get the last of the Chrissy Recos into your inboxes, you'll find the place to subscribe to our newsletter. And that's also the link in our bio and our Instagram. Guys, it's been an absolute joy and pleasure. And until 2020, we'll speak to you later. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.